Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight have we found LSU's first candidate for their head coaching vacancy we will talk on that Scott Woodward leaking stuff to the media and to some of the press but I won't be fooled you can't fool me Scott Woodward no sorry <laughs> We will talk about that as it is Audition Saturday for LSU. I will tell you why that is and what we're hearing on the LSU coaching search. Uh, Memphis Spence uh, joins us at 720. He joins us every other Tuesday to give his top 16 in college football. Who does he have in his polls as we are getting very, very close to, uh, you know, as the polls will come out from the uh, selection committee. Uh, we're getting close to that. Uh, Jay Johnson beating down the door for LSU baseball. We'll probably get to that last hashtag as Blake like we do every Tuesday and Thursday. And then we, as something we did not do last night, we will go around the SEC. So huge show in store for you. Welcome in. And I see this. I, I, the reason I bring this up is Logan on Facebook says, chicka, 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 chicka. That's actually what Thomas the Train says. The way the reason I know that is because we watch Thomas the Train with my son Benjamin all day long. But I think that Logan has a different uh, aspect on that as he is talking about Lane Kiffin. Choo, choo, like my name's Major Payne. <laughs> we'll get into that. But before we get started, guys, do us a favor, as always, hit that like button if you're on Facebook. There's a lot of you in there already, a lot of you that are trickling into YouTube and Periscope as well. Do us a favor by hitting that like. Hit the share button as well. Please share to your social media pages. If you're on Facebook, share to some Facebook groups. If you're on YouTube, don't forget, 
don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on the audio podcast, don't forget to subscribe there uh, as well and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Um, we're going to take a couple comments before we have to pay some bills around this thing like we always do. But Devin says, looks like James Franklin going to be at USC, but who uh, But who knows? Yeah, I mean, man, we'll talk on that. I, I think that there is um, – I think that there's a lot that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, everybody's saying that they know this person, that person, this person, that person's a candidate. They're lying their asses off. I think that they're right in the aspect of who they – because there is such a short list that Scott Woolworth could legitimately pick from. I think that um, they're taking a shot in the wind, but we're going to talk about that. But uh, I'm going to answer some rumors. I also am going to put some respect on some people's names. It's like some coaches that – People, you need to put the respect on their names. And I'm going to actually come out of that um, off the top. Off the top. You know what? We're going to do that. So let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then let's get to it. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, betonline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino sent you on by or go see him over at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. Also, our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, you can actually bet on who you believe is going to be the next LSU baseball. I almost said baseball. The next LSU football coach. Will it be Mel Tucker? Will it be Choo Choo Lane Kiffin? Or will it be somebody else? But you can go over to Bet Online and bet on that today. Whip out that mobile device, go sign up, use it, use a 50% welcome bonus. Let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by by using that podcast tab in the state of Louisiana. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get rolling. Let's get this thing rolling. I think I'm going to like saying this if Lane Kiffin is it. Like, we're going to go chugga, 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 Every fan has the obligation <clears throat> to have their opinion on who they want to be the next head coach at LSU. That's perfectly great. That's perfectly fine. But LSU fans, we got to be a little realistic here. Now, I might have my reservations and my problems with guys like Dabo Sweeney. But I've been peppered on Twitter all day, and a guy that I haven't even said, like, hey, let's go after Dabo. I'm not, like, pushing the Dabo train. Now, Dabo Sweeney did... Uh, answer a question today in reference to the LSU coaching job, and he says, that's the only Death Valley I'm worried about over here, man. Hoochie-coochie. That's what Dabo says. But LSU fans, we need to be realistic about what it actually is about a good football coach. Dabo Swinney has had a lot of success at Clemson. A hell of a lot of success at Clemson. He's a national championship winning coach. He's had good quarterbacks like Taj Boyd. Yes, Taj Boyd. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Can DJ Ugalale be the next guy that he can mold 
into a top NFL pick at quarterback. Every time I see somebody talking about the new head coaching charts, the biggest thing, and it happened last night on Twitter when we were doing the Twitter spaces, everybody was talking about, well, what about the resume, Blake? Blake, what about the resume? He ain't won a lot. For everybody that's resume pointing, let me just throw this out to you. Most of you and most people that keep saying resume, resume, resume obviously have never hired an employee a day in their life because sometimes it's not always about resume. Are they a good fit for the culture that you have in your business? Do they have the it factor that you're looking for? Do they meet the criteria that you're looking for? Now, I know today, and and look, some of these things you can kind of, yeah, you can say, yeah, that's a little that's a little fishy. That's a little suspect. But don't think that every LSU coach, or every LSU coach, but every coach in the country is not going to entertain the idea of being the next head man at LSU. Now, I know it's uh, tracking plane season, and everybody's going to start tracking planes, and a plane left Baton Rouge today and went to Norman, Oklahoma, and instead of landing in Oklahoma City, the big airport in Oklahoma, landed in a private airstrip. But the one thing I'm going to tell all of my media members who think that they know what they're talking about, to all of those media members who botched it last year, and when I was out here telling you, hey, I'm going to push for Vitello, even though I might have been wrong, guys, we don't know who in the hell it's going to be. Planes can be sent wherever they want. But it's interesting that the first place that the plane that everybody looks for goes to Norman, Oklahoma. I think that there's a lot of people that you can get the interview with. There's a lot of people that you can bring in. And I think that the big game hunter that everybody likes to call Scott Woodward is not going to shy away from the big dogs. But we have to start putting respect on some of these coaches' names. Guys, if your name's not Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, Mac Brown, Jimbo Fisher, or Ed Orgeron, nobody else in the country of 120-plus head coaches in the FBS have a national title to their record or to their resume. And really, Nick Saban has a lot of them on his own. One of those coaches in Ed Orgeron is going to be gone, and Mac Brown's not coming to LSU. So spare me your resume talk. Go find who you believe, Scott Woodward's believes, is the best head coach for LSU. Because the last coach that he hired that has not won a national championship outside of Jake Johnson, and I'm talking more football, was a guy by the name of Chris Peterson. He's a pretty damn good coach. Pretty damn good coach. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Um, Craig on Facebook Live says, Breaking news, Lou Holtz has removed his name from consideration even though he wasn't even being considered. You talk about Lou Holtz? Notre Dame. You know, Jake's running the ball up the field, up and down the field. Notre Dame. I would pay big money to see Lou Holtz say the word Mississippi. Like, like serious money to see Lou Holtz say, Mississippi. <laughs> Lamar Williams says, resume D's. And what he's really mean is resume D's nuts. Ha! 
Got him. But I think that there is something to that, right? Like, I know that you want to get the be- the best guy that's shown that he can be competent and capable of being a, a really good head coach. Like, everybody wants – nobody in this show, nobody listening to these podcasts is going to say, hey, I don't want Nick Saban to come back to LSU because Nick Saban's going to be coaching until 2150. He's already sold his soul to the devil. He's going to win multiple national championships. That's not going to happen, but don't act like you wouldn't let him come back. So, resume D's. Um, I, I, I see, look, I see a lot of people talking about Jimbo Fisher, too. If you think that Scott Woodward is not going to talk to Jimbo Fisher, you're outside your damn box. Everybody trying to blow away the Jimbo smoke screen from the local media. Brother, I'm sorry, guys. Guys, I'm sorry. The gloves got to come off. Bro, they don't know what the hell that they're talking about. If you think on God's green earth that LSU and Scott Woodward aren't going to pick up the phone and call Jimbo Fisher, literally, the last guy that Scott Woodward hired as a head coach in college football, you're outside your damn box. They're trying to push a narrative for some, you know, different reasons. To get in good with Scott Woodward. Devin Stibb says, Billy Buttcheeks wouldn't mesh well in BR. And I'm, I'm assuming Billy Buttcheeks would be Billy Napier. Brian says, it's too early to talk. Is it too early to talk about Mel Tucker? No, it's not. Luckily, we can't see... We can't wait to see how the next few games go for him. He ha- he hasn't proven to win the big ones yet. And I think that this is why I'm talking about resume, right? Like in in, in in the opening monologue I talk about I talked about it is audition Saturday. Guys, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody on God's green earth is going to convince me that right now that USC is a better job than LSU. Guys, two years ago, you won a national championship, and that coach is fired. <laughs> fired. We all know the reasons why. It's not his resume that got him fired. It is a part of his resume that got him fired, yes, but it's not all of it. So, this Saturday, when LSU goes up to Oxford, it is an audition for Lane Kiffin. Chuka 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 chuka. <laughs> like our name is Major Payne. So let's not get that part twisted. Let's not get that part twisted. Um, so there's a lot of coaches that they're going to go after. And look, we're going to be doing this every single night until the coaching hire. And look, we got a lot of game that we need to talk about. Tomorrow we're going to have to spend a lot of time on LSU versus Ole Miss. Guys, we still have game left, and we're going to do that a little bit later on. We still have a lot of game that are a lot of games that are going to be played, and quite honestly, this might be the future of your team. LSU needs this team to go out and start balling out. Look, last year, and I'm, let me say this before I get to Mark's comment. Last year, LSU played Florida. They turned it around. They had a new starting quarterback. The first time Max Johnson got his uh, his first start, LSU then beats. 
uh, 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 the SEC East champs in Florida this year. It looks like everything's abysmal. Ed Orgeron is going to be about to get fired, and all of a sudden they go out there, they play loose, they beat Florida, and then the following game last year, and just like it is this year, LSU's playing Ole Miss. Now let's see what happens if LSU can get on a roll. Guys, I, I don't know how else to say this. Now, I don't think LSU's winning the SEC West. I'm not. That's not what I mean. But LSU still holds their own destiny in their hands. And what happens when you have players that really don't have anything else to lose and have, all the, and have the biggest weight on their shoulders off with these kind of athletes, guys, anything can happen. Now, I don't think that they beat Alabama. I think A&M, look, I, I'll even say this on and uh, uh, Memphis Spence. Spence is going to be joining us in, about, in a couple minutes, and he's going to be one of my witnesses here. He's going to be one of my witnesses. On uh, October 19th, I am going to say that LSU is going to beat Texas A&M. Ed Orgeron's last game at LSU in Death Valley, a lot like what happened with Les Miles. It doesn't matter. Those kids are going to go out and win for Ed Orgeron. If you think that he's lost the team, it's not going to be completely, and they're going to want to send him off. So, hypothetically, you lose to Alabama and win out the rest of them. Guys, you're 8-4, about to go into a bowl game. God forbid you win that effing bowl game, and you're 9-4. God bless Jesus up above, sweet Mary, sweet baby Jesus, that LSU's 9-4. Then you get a new coach that says, hey, look, in a coaching carousel, LSU's worst day in a real season outside of COVID is going 9-4. Got a big game this week, and we need to talk about that. Um, in reference to Mel Tucker, he's a part, and I know people keep asking about Mel Tucker. Uh, look, it has been it has been told to me, and this will be the last thing, and then we'll get to Spence. It has been told to me, look, William Tate the Fourth, who is the new president at LSU, is the first African American uh, president at LSU. He, it has been relayed to me that he. A lot of people are saying that he wants a legacy hire in the sense of hiring the first head coach at LSU to be African-American or minority. I have been told something completely different by two people that I highly trust. One of them have said that William Tate has advised the athletic department that the front porch of LSU is their football program, and he is going to do everything in his power, money-wise or whatever, to help LSU hire the best coach to have the best success because the truth is winning football games put asses in classroom seats, and it brings that cheddar. You don't believe me? Go look at the tuition in 2008 at Alabama and go look at it right now. Go look at Clemson before the, before and now when they started winning national championships. Winning puts asses in classroom seats. And the reason that I feel very confident and, and almost can confirm that, yes, he will have a voice, but is going to help Scott Woodward in this process wherever he needs it to be turned is because the two sources that I got this from aren't football-related, aren't your normal guys that you would get football information from. By the way, they're never wrong. So I just want to make it out there. And so the whole Mel Tucker, the resume thing, Guys, resume D's nuts. I'm sorry. It's the only way I can put it. All right. 
We got to get to the top 16. Who are the best 16 teams in the country? Memphis Spence is about to tell you. That's right. He's about to tell you. And I know who number one's going to be. It's going to be wait till after the break. Guys, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. 985-386-7600. That is the Drake Williams Law Firm. Your baby mommy leaves you. They got you, Big Daddy. They're going to bring them to court. You get a DWI, successions, titles, whatever. They can do it all. It's at DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. And our good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by. All right, we have our good friend Memphis Spence joining us. Memphis, it's been too long. Two weeks, two weeks, and college football has been nuts. We fired a coach. We had some crazy reporting. LSU crazy. actually, Memphis, two weeks ago, we are, the theme of our segment was run the ball. Hell, LSU found a way to run the ball this week against Florida. And they, and won, they won. And right? they won, which is nuts, which is nuts. But I do gotta okay. ask, uh, right. But I do gotta ask you this, and I'll get to some. We'll get to some LSU and some other teams in the SEC uh, later on. But I really want to go down your top sixteen because last time we had you, we really didn't break that down because too many things were going on. Let's just stick around the top four really quickly. I know that Georgia's probably going to be number one. I know Iowa's probably going to be out after a loss to Purdue. But Memphis, I don't know how else to say this, but. Is Cincinnati your number two? Tell the people who's your top four. My number two. Cincinnati's my number two based on performance alone because I don't know if Cincinnati can beat a lot of these other teams. We'll see. I mean, we saw Cincinnati play Georgia last year, right? Correct. We saw the Fiesta Bowl. We saw Georgia win by field goal. And I'm like, okay, is this the same? Cincinnati brought back almost everybody, you know, that they, they had last year. But this Georgia team is just that much better this year. So – I don't know. There are two teams that I don't think that Cincinnati has a chance of beating right now. And I'm a Ohio State and Alabama. I just I, I can't I can't envision though Cincinnati winning against those two programs. I think they could actually pick off Oklahoma. I really do. Right. I think that's gonna that would be a good game. I think that 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 game in my mind makes sense. It's it's probably gonna be close. The other two uh, in in Georgia, no, we've seen that before. We've seen that, <laughs> right? So, 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 Spence, it just feels like, it, and to me, at the end, it's probably going to be Alabama. It's probably going to be Georgia, but Alabama has a loss already. Even though Alabama has a loss, I mean, do you still kind of find a way to start getting them back in the top four because of how they're performing now? Oh yeah, I mean, we, we've seen this before. We've seen Alabama not go to the SEC championship and get in, right? Correct. All they had to do was win the rest of their games. They didn't go because, you know, of their loss to whoever it was, Auburn or whoever. Right. And But the, the college football playoff committee said, that's still one of the top four teams in the nation. And they weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. So Alabama always – a one-loss Alabama still gets in most years. Mm-hmm. You could say the same for a one-loss Ohio State. We've seen it with them as well. Those are the two teams that I don't – year in and year out, one loss doesn't hurt them, especially if it's early. 
And look, football, college football is still always chalky. And even though we've had some crazy games, even though we've had some crazy losses, it still always comes down to what it feels like. Maybe not Clemson. There may be the one team out for one year. But it's still going to be Alabama. It's going to be Georgia. But who do you – Oklahoma's still undefeated. And look, it kind of feels like, Spence, they found a pulse with Caleb Williams. Good googly moogly. And they found a running game. It's funny how that kind of works when your scheme changes up, just throwing it out there. (laughs) We have the four teams right now. But is there anybody out of the top four, in your opinion, that you're like, yeah, but – you know, Penn State or Ohio State might be able to, to sneak their way back up in there. For example, if Ohio State just continues to clean the clock and they continue to wipe people out, do they come find a way to – and yes. I, hate, I hate to say this about Cincinnati because they're number two in a lot of people's polls, but do they find a way to get them the group of five out and put the chalky four back in? I – in my humble opinion – I don't think that this playoff was created for any power five, a non-power five team to be in. As a matter of fact, I really only think that this this playoff was created for maybe twenty teams, mm-hmm. and LSU is one of them. I mean, that, that, let, let's be honest. I mean, the top twenty teams in recruiting that are always there—that's really who this playoff was created for, right? Right. I mean, it wasn't created for Boise State or Cincinnati or even Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has had a, a great season, a, a fantastic season, but I don't even know if they'll let Oklahoma State in this thing. And the only way I can't, especially Mike Gundy, he's done a, a fantastic job. I think Mike Gundy is going to be up for some, uh, maybe a change here soon. He's a he's a fantastic coach, um, but I don't think they're going to let Oklahoma State in this thing. Cincinnati and Oklahoma State, I have in my my top four right now based on. Hey, they're undefeated. Oklahoma State walked into to, to Texas, beat them, left with a sandwich, and you know, I'm like, okay, well, you're 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 cleaning up on your resume. If you beat Oklahoma, I don't see why you don't get in, other than the fact that you got Ohio State over here, you got Alabama over here, and the college football playoff. I'm a broadcaster. You're a broadcaster. You know what you're considering when you're putting people on. Mm-hmm. We want we want the ratings. We're selling advertising. That's really the bottom line here. And when they're making that decision, can we make a can we justify putting Alabama and Ohio State into this college football playoff over Cincinnati and over Oklahoma State? I think they get there. Now, maybe not Michigan, maybe not Michigan State if one of them go undefeated or something like that. But we've seen it before. We've seen Wisconsin, a 13-1 and Wisconsin, get kicked to the curb for Ohio State. We've seen, you know, other other worthy teams. Baylor, poor Baylor. You know, Baylor and TCU one year, they're like, hey, we have better records than everybody else. Sorry, Alabama's probably the, the, the thing we want in there. Why would we want your, uh, you know, small fan bases? I know it looks good, but we're not going to – we're going to keep you out. So, yeah, there's there's some there's some nuance to this as well. And I think that those two teams, the Ohio, and now if Ohio State and Alabama lose again, then they're out. But in my mind, they're still in this until they have the second loss because over the over the history of this college football playoff, those are the two teams that have gotten in without playing a a a, a championship game and with one loss. 
I know. It's an interesting <laughs> dilemma. And and look, these things are going to play themselves out. And I think that, the you yep. know, I do think because of the way Ohio State got beat down in Oregon, maybe if one of those uh, Big 12 teams finds a way to win, maybe they do it. I mean, but, you know, it, it, it's a very interesting thing. And look, the playoff expansion committee or whoever meets on that, they want this. You know, like, you're seeing flags being thrown on horse shit calls because they want the most chaos with one-loss teams. You know, like, I'm watching the Iowa-Purdue game, okay? And I'm like, in the first quarter, I'm like, bro, look, I might have played O-line my whole life, but that that kid from Iowa ain't holding. You know, like, that shit is, like, Bush League. And I'm like... Man, I, and look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't sit up on YouTube and watch conspiracy theories on TikTok. But right. good googly moogly, they they got they got me thinking that you know I, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But look, Ole Miss is a team that gets a lot of traction. They do have the one loss to Alabama, but they do have somewhat of a favorable schedule going down. Now they got LSU this week. Who, God forbid, you don't know what team you're gonna get from week to week. But they do somewhat have a favorable schedule moving forward for the rest of the season. If they're a team that runs the rest of the table, because look, you got Mississippi State. I mean, you got a down LSU. If they can win out with a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, which everyone believes Matt Corral may be right now at this given moment, I, 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 I mean, then what do you do? Do you keep a team? Because here's the hypothetical scenario, Memphis, that I play in my head. Say Alabama and Georgia go to the SEC championship game, Alabama gets beat. Do you leave another SEC team out? I mean, that that's just a question I have, but where do you see Ole Miss right now presently? So, Ole Miss would be the team that possibly, I haven't looked at their their schedule, but they may be a one-loss team that, you know, gets to the gets to the SEC championship against a one-loss Alabama. Have they played? Yeah, they have played. They have played, and they lost Alabama against the one-loss Alabama. They get there, and you know um, they may they may even win. Then what do you do? What do you do with a one-loss Georgia, a one-loss Ole Miss, and a one-loss Alabama? You probably are going to take Alabama, and you're probably going to take Georgia. And Ole Miss is, you know, at home eating chips, Mm -hmm. and that those are the things that happen. I think. Just because they lost Alabama, and I mean, I you know, there's there's there there are scenarios that maybe, just maybe, you know, um, Ole Miss gets in, but they're one of those teams, just like uh, Oklahoma State, that are on the fringes. Like we don't really want them in. We don't really their fan base isn't really that big. You know, half of them are are, are Memphis fans anyway. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we we don't really we we don't we don't want them in. Um, but that being said, I mean, I don't, I don't even think Ole Miss really gets past LSU this weekend. Okay. If LSU plays like they did against Florida and run the ball, it's funny. We were sitting there thinking, like, both of us, we we're looking at the lines, like, huh? Got a top three recruiting class, a top four recruiting class. There's nothing wrong with the actual personnel. Correct. Why aren't they running the football? And and it it, it, it kind of it I, I'm sure it frustrated all of you LSU fans, but yes. they're like I don't understand this. Why why aren't they running the football? All of these teams are have had success, especially against Florida. Look what Kentucky get, did against Florida. Mm-hmm. They're having success running the football. Why don't they just run the football? And and, and 
You come out with the win. You can do the same thing against Ole Miss. That's one of their weaknesses. Right. Tennessee exposed them. So I, I don't even think they get – I don't think we're going to have that problem. I think Ole Miss is going to end up with another loss before the end of the season. But say, you know, there's a one-loss Ole Miss that somehow gets an SEC championship against Georgia, and, you know, they play them, and all of a sudden you're like, well – and I don't think that will happen because they lost to Alabama. A one-loss Alabama would go over them. But it's 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 I don't see I don't see a I don't see a a, a path really for Ole Miss um, with the one loss that they have against Alabama unless Alabama loses. Right. If Alabama has the second loss, then there's a conversation. But it's really Alabama, Georgia, probably Ohio State uh, because the way Michigan State played against I, uh, Indiana, I was like, ugh. I didn't like I didn't like that 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 turn. It was a win, but it was ugly. It's kind of like one of those un- ugly wins that uh, Oklahoma was getting. Right. Same type of ugly win. Sometimes and look, sometimes you just gotta stay alive and get those ugly wins because at some point you're you're gonna have them. I mean, uh, a lot of my friends that I'm close with that in '19, you know, they're telling me, "Oh, Blake, we're about to blow out Auburn and Memphis." I, I, I mean, I've told my listeners this before. I mean, LSU only won 23-20. I'm like, listen, the, I, I, we're going to beat Alabama. We're we're in a dogfight against Auburn just because of their front. And, 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 yeah. and we'll go into a little bit of LSU and Florida. I'll get your question, your thoughts on Dan Mullen really quickly, and then we'll get you on out of here. But um, when for me, when you see offensive line that has, you know, when 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 a team drops back 52 times and they only give up two sacks, and then everybody says yeah. that you can't run the football. I'm like, man, I know for a damn fact because I've been in those trenches, it's harder to pass block one-on-one against a guy like a, I don't know, like a Will Anderson in Alabama. Like, that's tougher to me than just staying in front of him and hopefully my running back can find a hole. I think LSU gets back to what they were doing. They're going to run counters. They're going to run inside zone, inside outside zone, run the RPOs off of it. And that's how they beat Florida. But let's take a look at Florida. A lot of Florida fans, look, they were 20th in the country on a lot of people's polls. I know you guys do the top 16. But, man, uh-huh. how, how they have fallen. Spence, is, is Dan Mullen even more, even on the hot seat after being after losing to a coach that literally just got fired? Maybe. And it's just maybe because they've been, they've been making these – they don't want to slip into the Texas – slash Tennessee bucket or USC for that matter. Um, You can get, or FSU, you can get behind on these contracts and your boot. If you're raising, you know, more than 20 million from your boosters to get rid of somebody (laughs) and hire somebody else. And that happens every three years. That's not, it's not good accounting. It's not good math. No, And there are a lot of programs that even Texas, which is one of the most prosperous that are behind the eight ball on a lot of these contracts. FSU is in the same situation. I don't think, I think that Dan Mullen at least gets another year because I mean, they were just in the sec championship game. Um, a season ago. Yeah. But I think he gets another, he gets a, this is a year of reprieve. He gets another year. If he's not, you know, competing, truly competing for a sec championship, then maybe they make a move. I don't think he's on the hot seat, hot seat just yet. We do ha- we yep. do have one uh, fan question for you right here, and I thought it was yep. great. Daniel Glenn asked, hashtag Ask Memphis, 
Odds on Miami, Nebraska, Arizona State. I don't think Arizona, the only reason he put in Arizona State because of the things that are around Herm and that program. Mm-hmm. But we'll leave that one out for now because they're not going to fire him off of performance. Uh, and Florida State jobs coming open this year. Are there any things that you're hearing around those jobs possibly opening up? Miami? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you hearing Maybe. something. I know that look. It's like, ah, I got to be careful here. I know that look. My Miami is a def that's a definite maybe. Um there's even <laughs> it's it's interesting because Orgeron might actually end up there. Man. Seriously. That it Orgeron might end up in Miami. <laughs> don't tell people if that. that happens, I'd be like, well, because and, and I don't know how you feel about this, Blake. I know he has to I know there were some 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 personal things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're closer to the situation than I do. I don't know if he covered up rape. Maybe he did. I, I see that going around. Maybe he did. If he did, he has to go. Mm-hmm. The personal things, though, in my opinion, sometimes you can sometimes you can forgive that stuff, especially when you have a national champion. There are only, what, a handful, maybe five coaches that have won a national championship that are right. still coaching. Right. It's hard to replace that. It's always mm-hmm. who are you going to get to replace this guy? Uh, and, and and what your expectations are for the person. If you expect to be back in the national championship game very soon, that's eh, probably not the case. It, it took Orgeron a few years to to get back there. You know, it's the, nobody's going to come in, plug and play, be back, you know, in a national championship get, uh, game um, day one or, or, or year one. Maybe year three, but not year one. Um, I don't know who you – that's – this is going to be Woodward's going to earn his money. Oh, no doubt, he, no doubt. He is he's going to earn his money right here, and he hires guys that win national championships. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that 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 it's going to be a really tough time replacing Ed. Um, kind of, he was such he was a guy that really fit fit the culture there. I know there was some bad blood between him and the media there. Um, I understand that, and I understand where that may lead in terms of the writing and, and everything else. Um, but he's going to be very hard. But I am hearing a little bit of a noise about Jimmy Sexton. Well, here's here's something interesting that you know. I mean, you know Jimmy Sexton is the agent for almost all these guys, right? Correct. Almost all these guys. The only guy that's actually in the picture right now um, that Jimmy Sexton is not the agent for is Neil Cornish. Uh, or Mel Tucker and Neil Cornish is his agent. Um, but Jimmy Sexton's in for Lane Kiffin, uh, Jimbo Fisher, all the, all those guys. And of course, Sexton, uh, you probably know this too. He lives in Memphis. So I get a little, I get, I get, I get a smidgen. I get, you know, crumbs. All right. Talk, all right. <laughs> of talk, what might happen. Talk, talk. Is there anything that you can divulge? No. Okay. There's nothing I can divulge. There's there there are crumbs that I haven't really you know followed up on like does this make sense? But Orgeron to Miami is something that I heard from somebody from somebody from somebody. So it's not really it's more of a rumor than anything else. But who the rumor came from made my ears perk up. And you know you've been in this business long enough. There are people that you listen to, and there are people that, are, that whatever you're blowing smoke. Preach. They're, they're, and 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 that's part of the game. That's part of the game. A lot of these, what 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 
on the media side, there are people that are specifically blowing smoke for ADs during their coaching search. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we'll leak this name to you. You do something on this, throw them off the trail, and we're going over here. This is exactly what Scott Woodward literally did six months ago in a baseball search. There right. you go. Right. That's that. But you do that to keep those cards close to your vest. You don't want, you know, you don't, you want everybody looking, you know, somewhere else. You want everybody else, you know, it, the, the Scooby-Doo people just running around, you know, uh, following the mystery machine while you're over here, you know, talking, talking to the to, to coach that you actually want to, to talk to. That's, you throw people off the trail on purpose. Um, and, you know, it, Woodward, he's probably, he's one of the best at doing that. But where there is a little, I, I did hear a little something about where Ordron may end up next, and that might be Miami. Uh, so to, to for the Miami, there, my Miami might be open at the end of the season. Let's put it like that. So you mean to tell me that a blonde-haired woman uh, would be okay if Ortron brought down to Miami? Oh, don't, don't answer that. Don't answer that. I, I'll 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 leave it be. I'll leave it be. With everything that went on at LSU, let's put it like this: they at, they wouldn't blink an eye in Miami. Bingo. Not at all. The, what he's doing right now fits the culture of Miami. And that's when I started thinking, like, you know, that may they may not even care about all of the stuff going on there at LSU right now. You know, as long as it didn't have, uh, uh, you know, as long as there's some PR and you can – he doesn't – he's not tied to anybody getting raped or anything like that, any sexual assaults. If it's just, you know, running around with women and everything else, I mean, that's it's Miami, right? That's what goes down in Miami. So – Welcome it, it to Miami. Sense. It makes sense when I heard when I heard when I heard I was like, oh, destination for Ed Miami. Oh, that actually start. You know, I was like, well, let me. You know, I haven't really. I, I just heard that earlier this morning, and I was like, oh, maybe I should follow up on this because this sounds more from who it came from. I was like, you know, this guy, this guy's been in the business twenty something years. He's not. He's not throwing things around for nothing. This is this may be credible, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it is. I haven't talked. I haven't spoken to anybody that that knows that's on Sexton's team there in Memphis. I, I don't know, but that might be where he ends up. Who's going to end up there? I, I I have the slightest idea. That's why. Idea. And that's why we bring you on. I Look, the, the, the Rudy crew chat is, is absolutely buzzing right now about about this. And I know it's something that we're going to have to be talking about. But regardless, Memphis, brother, you're always fantastic. Tell everybody where they can catch everything that you're doing, where they can follow you on social media and things like that. Follow me at Memphis Fence on social media. Um, You can follow – you can listen to my show, Sports Radio America, noon to 2 Eastern uh, on Mondays and Thursdays. Just go to either sportsradioamerica.com or get the TuneIn app and just look up Sports Radio America. You'll find it. Uh, click on it. There are a lot of uh, there, there are a lot of people that that listen. Also, if you just follow me on on Twitter, because that's where I'm the most active. I'm I, I'm I have a Facebook, but I'm re- not really there. Uh, follow me on Twitter, and I tweet it out right before the show, about 10, 15 minutes right before the show. You can listen to the the live stream of the radio broadcast there. Awesome, my brother. You kill it like always, and I can't wait till next Tuesday or not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. And look, it'll yep. be selection show committee week. And it's going to be fun, and we'll be able to talk about that. So until then, brother, you have a good one. We'll talk soon.
All right, my man. Take care. That is Memphis Spence, one of our great, great guests that we get on. Dude, he's fantastic, guys. I'm just telling you. I mean, <laughs> Ed Orsron running around with – I ain't going to say it. <laughs> you mean to tell me Craig Schilling says Coach Oak would rip his shirt off down in South Beach? Shit. Senorita's going to go wild. It's Senorita's gone wild instead of girls gone wild. <laughs> senorita's gone wild. Watch Big Bussy Blonde Woman. <laughs> rip her shirt off with Ed Orsron. Buy the DVD for $9.99. Going live at six six o'clock Eastern to watch Ed Orgeron rip his shirt off with a big blusty blonde. Oh, all right, all right, all right. We had our fun. We had our fun. Uh, I did see some stuff in the chat, guys. I know that you got, and I saw this earlier. Uh, uh, Kenny and Joseph, guys. I don't care if you argue in the Rudy Crew chat, don't don't drop F-bombs. Don't curse each other out and say somebody's mama's got long titty, no nipple, have an ass. Don't do that. It's one thing for me to say it. Don't do it in the chat. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, Pooh Bear, I'm actually going to uh, um, well, I should have got him to answer that when that's my fault. Um, but I know what he's going to say. He's going to – and Pooh Bear, we asked Memphis this last week um, about name recognition or parody, and he talked about name recognition. I mean, obviously – and he kind of even mentioned it there in, in the show again tonight because that's the biggest question you have. Uh, Rick says, and if Carol um, – or Carol, Matt Corral is out with injury. Um, <clears throat> look, it's a big deal if he's out. Then, you know, everybody's talking about, you know – this is what drives me nuts is these radio guys and, and me, social media guys that go down a depth chart. But when Matt Corral got hurt last weekend, you saw who they did, they went to. They didn't go to John Rice Plumley. They went to the other kid, the freshman. Why is his name slipping my mind? But he was like third on the depth chart. He went, I, I, Why is that kid's name slipping my mind? Uh, Jonathan Crane says Alabama will beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. This is how I fully believe about that. And let's just go around the SEC very quickly, and then we'll get back to LSU. Look, Georgia's the best team in the country, and I've been saying it for weeks, and a lot of people say, well, Blake, Kirby's going to Kirby. Well, shit, Kirby's been curb stomping a lot of people. Guys, this Kentucky team, this Kentucky team that we faced, not last week but the week before, that curb stomped LSU, they went out there and curb stomped them, guys, with a a former walk-on quarterback. Who's who's throwing dime pieces out there? I mean, I'm talking about absolute dime pieces. So, I, look, I don't see Alabama being Georgia. Um, that's just me. Uh, I could be wrong there, but I think if Alabama does find a way to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think both of those teams split. I can't see Nick Saban and Alabama beating Georgia twice. I know – Nick's the GOAT. I just right now visually with that defense, I can't see it. That Georgia defense is going to shut that running game down. Now, I think Alabama is going to score more points on Georgia than any other team that we see this season, but that's neither here nor there at this given moment. They need to come out there with a win. 
On the flip side of that, though, can Stetson Bennett the fourth be the guy that leads Georgia to a national championship if JT Daniels is injured for a long period of time? Can he go out there and beat Alabama? <clears throat> I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, so we'll see. Look, <clears throat> we got Tennessee and Alabama this week. They're going to curb stomp Tennessee. Um, there's not really a lot of parity there. I, I think that the biggest game in the SEC this week is obviously going to be LSU versus Ole Miss because I think that the whole, you know, we're not talking about it right now, but I think come tomorrow and be on the lookout for this. And during the entire broadcast, they're going to talk about Lane Kiffin at LSU. It, it's coming. It's coming. Um, <clears throat> I think that Lane wants to put on a show, and that's how Lane is. I think if you're Ed Orgeron and you want to win this game and your team wants to win this game and you want to put these kids in the best uh, best position to win this game, defensively, LSU has to do something different and keep Lane off of his game. The one thing that Alabama did this season is, is Nick took what he learned from last season and they completely threw Lane off of his schedule. And quite honestly, he couldn't adjust quick enough with the personnel that he has. LSU needs to send blitzes. They need to do stunts. They need to send safeties. They need to send backers. They need to send everybody in the water cooler to beat Lane and, and Ole Miss this weekend. Offensively, make Ole Miss show you that they can stop the running game. Hey, we know we put it on film. You know what we're running. Quite honestly, Florida's de- Flor- Ole Miss does not have the defensive personnel that Florida does, and you ran it down their throats. I hate. I can't believe I'm saying this. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I believe in this game for LSU to win, they got to go a little less miles on that ass and let's run it down their throat. Hey, you want to start – and look, Ole Miss is going to be preparing for this counter-run game all week long. We know that. It doesn't take sourcing to know that. They are working on that all day long. And I'm telling you what that's going to set up. It's going to set up Max pulling it, and they're going to run the RPO off of it. Florida finally adjusted in the third, midway through the third quarter. They started putting their safeties down in the box to help stop the running attack with Ty Davis-Price and those pulling guards. How Ty Grantham doesn't know how to spell this counter-run game, I have no idea. But the one time that they did it, and I think this is why Ty Grantham was off of, his, off of his game, the one time that they did it and they brought the safeties down, Max Johnson, being the smart enough kid that he is, he said, what? Like his name is uh, 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 Chris Bertman. What? Going to pull it. I'm going to hit Jare Jenkins on a little dig route. Or not what a dig route. Was it more of a kind of a post, I guess you'd call it. Just dig, get, dig. More of a post. Touchdown. If I'm LSU, my game plan is run it down that ass. Drip, drip, drip. Like a, like, you know, it's like if I start, you know, you guys know. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent and I'm a, and I love watching fights, you know, like boxing, especially in the, or in UFC. It's like that guy that just keeps throwing that jab out there. And LSU finally like, hey, you know what? We only got three or four yards that last run. You know what? It's okay. We're going to run it again. Jab, 
You got to jab Ole Miss because they're hurt, they're injured, they're like a, a wounded dog. Wounded dogs can be dangerous, but not this week. I think LSU could could pull it off. And, and I'm going to be honest, I, I think that you could have more of a performance from Ty Davis Price and you could get this thing really rolling. Jake Peets is also talking about audition Saturday. So is Jake Peets. So is Durante Jones. I don't know if if Ed, now that the public knows that they're that they're that he's fired and he's not coaching for his job, I don't know if the whole week, you know, there were some things this week that I heard from inside the LSU building. So I, let me I'll just say this. There are some things that I heard this week from inside the LSU building that that Ed went up to both of his guys and said, listen, I'm going to tell you if I want you to go for it on fourth down, I might give you some hints here and there, but look, go call it. Go call it. I'll give you some suggestions here and there from my experience. Go call this bitch. There's some things that I'm hearing this week, so it's going to be entertaining to watch. Uh, Justin says, I told you about my nightmare on the show, Blake Cocho, to Miami. Look, Memphis is a very well-sourced individual. Um, without divulging what he told me, but Memphis told me something that, that happened in college football a week before it happened. And very minute detail, not you know, something, you know, and it was, to be honest, and he, he even told me how the PR was about to break. Very well-sourced individual. I don't – and he even elaborated to this in saying that um, Ed to Miami is something that's whispered. It could be a smoke screen, but we'll see. And he and he even put that. He's just giving you a tidbit that he hears. Um, Rick says, let Pete's and Jones loose. That's something that I am hearing. I, I'm being dead honest. I mean, guys, we don't have to hold anything back now. I mean, there's some things that I'm going to hold back to help this team. You know, I don't want it to get out, and you know, because Lane Kiffin hires guys to watch LSU, the, the opponents' radio shows during the week. Did y'all know that? He ha- he has GAs and and things like that to watch local radio shows. So when he, Blake, tell me about this. Sometimes you got to throw people off the trail. Uh, his uh, Kenny says his defense are always suspect. Who is that? You talking about uh, Ty Grantham? Talking about time. Let's see. Stephen Miller says, "My God, I love to walk out of uh, uh, Vault Hemingway Stadium a winner on Eli Manning night." Yeah, that's something that we're not talking about. God and God forbid, Stephen, if somebody stumbles too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if somebody, if Matt Corral is going back for a pass and he stumbles, and LSU wins the game off of that. God and look, parody. Um, Parity always comes around uh, like that in college football. Jacob Marshall says uh, control the clock is key. Yeah, and that's what Alabama did early. Guys, Alabama ran the ball down their throat, and that's how they controlled Lane Kiffin in this passing attack. They kept – look, outside of going and, – and Alabama already has three down linemen, but they still always rush four. They gave them different looks. And, and look, I don't know if, L, if LSU doesn't come out three down linemen. Did it against Mississippi State. I, look, you got to throw – Ed's got nothing to lose. L- they're going to pay him his money. I mean, and, and look, even in his press conferences, he's like, you know, he's he, <laughs> he's looser than a newborn stool right now. Uh, Jamie says, no, uh, no toss dive, please. He's not, guys. Come on. 
Come on. Uh, Roger says, O to Miami could be good. He could help them shake shake back. Guys, if you need somebody to rebuild your program, there's nobody better than Ed Orgeron. I, I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know if Ed has the PR behind him right now that Miami can make that pull. I, I, I You know, it's hard for me to see that. Ed said he, you know, Ed said that, I'm taking the year off. He also said last week when I told you he was lying his ass off, I gave you as many hints during the week that – guys, I came on this show last week and basically was trying to tell you without telling you I came on here Monday, I came on here Tuesday, I came on here Wednesday, I came on here Thursday and told you Ed Orgeron's lying when he says that he hadn't spoke with Scott Woodward. You all know that to be fact. And, look, I can go back in archives and we can go – People say, you know, I say this tonight and people are going to hit my DMs saying, Blake, you never said that. And then I'll have to go say, hey, can you go look at this time during uh, 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 the show of last week? So Ed Ed has lied in his coach speak, guys. I mean, come on. Uh, Kenny said Kiffin, I meant, talking about the defense. Yeah. Uh, Brandy Blake says, it's me. I'm Lane Smoll. Ha, ha, ha. Totally kidding. No, you're the the thing is you're not you're not totally kidding. All right, I, I see Pooh Bear has a comment. Now I'm gonna read this to myself very quickly because I see some inappropriate numbers in here. Um <laughs> All right, it's not as bad as I thought. Pooh Bear says, Blake, we can run sixty nine plays against Florida. Or we ran sixty nine plays against Florida. That's the key. 69 is the only non-multiple of five that my OCD can tolerate. Okay. You know, you see two things and two numbers that say 69 on it, and Pooh Bear being the, you know, making the epic comments that he has before on the Rudy, in, in the Rudy crew. You got to be careful. <laughs> pop, on, pop on you like a bad zit on a wedding, during a wedding, before a wedding, on your wedding day. Thank God I had a beard. Let me see if you guys can see this. I had a pimple on my wedding day. You can't see that. Uh, I had like a pimple like right there on my collar line. I'm like, man, I, I, and I don't I don't have like pimples or, or anything like that. I'm like, I would have a pimple on my wedding day. Stupidity, man. All right, let's get a couple more here and we're going to get on out. Mark says, so Ed will be uh, vacationing in Miami after the season? Hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Arlen said, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that hated that play. I hope I never see LSU run a toss dive again. I'm sure at some point you will see some coach run a toss dive. Hopefully we won't be alive, but I'm sure it will happen. Uh, and Ryan said, vanilla defense go way for once if Jones is allowed to call the, call the plays. I think that it will. I think that it will. All right, guys, we'll see y'all again tomorrow. Don't know the, who we have guessing. I forgot my stupid list, uh, but we'll be guessing up tomorrow. I, I forgot. Uh, uh-oh. But until then, guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.